What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, College Football, and NFL Draft Podcast. I am your host, Matt Miller, and you get a special Stick to Football Monday this week. Connor and Mello will be joining you in a weird kind of way because we're going to go back through four of our favorite interviews from the past four months of NFL draft season to get you caught up on. Maybe you missed some of these interviews that we did. Uh, We are taking uh, a little bit of a vacation. Normally, we record this show on a Sunday night. My daughter's graduating high school, so of course, Mello will be there, and Connor just, Connor needs a break. He deserves one. So, uh, this is going to be a fun show. We're going to talk Cleveland Farrell. Go back to that interview. We're going to talk to Foster Moreau, maybe my favorite interview we've ever done on Stick to Football. We're going to talk to Chase Winovich, and we're going to revisit that interview that Connor did with Tyree Jackson. Uh, One of the biggest surprises of the draft, the fact that he went undrafted through all seven rounds. So, have fun with this one. Uh, A little Stick to Football Monday blast from the past for you with our four favorite interviews from 2019's draft season. Guys, we're excited to have a top 15 player in in most of our opinions in this year's draft class. Cleveland Farrell, thanks to our friends at Hyundai. They actually documented Mello, his whole road to the NFL. You guys can check that out on their uh, YouTube page, also the social media channels to see his path to the draft and fans to get a closer look at his story. So, Cleveland, thank you for joining Stick to Football. We appreciate it. Appreciate y'all having me, man. I'm so excited for the upcoming day, man. It's, it's going to be a great experience. So excited. Appreciate y'all for having me. How do you pronounce your name? Because I thought I heard an interview where you said it was Cleland Farrell. Uh, a lot of people are still going with Cleland Farrell, though. Is wh- Which way is it? You said it right the first time. Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell, right? Okay. All right, good, because people are telling us, man, like, you don't know how to say this guy's name, so we appreciate the, you cleaning that up, man. Uh, I want to start off here. Um, the last game we saw you playing at Clemson, you dominated Jonah Williams in a play that I think a lot of people remember when they think of you as a player. What was it like going up against Jonah? Uh, and you guys had battles and back-to-back years, and you're both seen as one of the best players at your position. What is that like seeing him again and again? Uh man, I mean, I mean, that's what you go to college for. I mean, you go to college to play against the, anybody who's perceived as the best. So, um, going against a guy like that, man, is always good for this for just for college football because you want to see the best players go against the best players. So it was really, really good, man. He was a tough competition. Uh, but the biggest thing about that was just excited that we came out with the win. You know, I could care less about uh, obviously how I play has an effect on the game, but. Uh, I just was so more so happy that we whooped them on the scoreboard, really. So that was the best part about it, you know what I mean? Even if you would have whooped me in the game, <laughs> as long as we won, I had something to talk about, you know what I mean? So I was, it was a great experience, man. And, I mean, that's what you play the game for, to compete against the best. Would you say that he is the best offensive lineman you faced during your time at Clemson? Uh, he, he was a... In my, well, just in my opinion, I feel like he was the best one that I had faced uh, this year. Was there someone in previous years that you thought was there? We actually ran through all your games. Like, who's the best uh, offensive lineman that you faced? And Jonah was kind of the one we came up with. Was someone better from your freshman or sophomore year? Uh, yes, there was some. Uh, well, there was someone who gave me who gave me um, harder problems in my younger years. I won't say his name. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of waiting on that comeback when we get. He's in the NFL now. Um, but I tell you this, he didn't play Alabama. Yeah, I, I dig that, man, yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys had a very talented defensive line both your sophomore and junior year. I got to know, did you guys like all come together and did you decide, like, all right, we're coming back, we want to make a run at this national championship, or did you each individually just decide on your own that you wanted to come back for your last year? 
Oh yeah, I mean we it was a very individual um, process. You know, obviously we knew we knew that uh, it would be great if we all did come back. But I mean, when you're making this, a decision like that, that's on your life. You know, you can't just do it based off of what somebody else wants. You have to make the best decision for yourself personally. And just by the grace of God, we felt like the best decision for us and really was if was for us each of us to come back. So you know, it just made it even better as far as icing on the cake and us getting to go out with our brothers. So it was great. And to go out on top, especially uh, a lot of people have watched you and we see you running a four, three defense there at Clemson. Is that something where you feel like you are a four, three defensive end to the next level? Or are you, are you versatile enough to stand up and play as a three, four outside linebacker? Oh my goodness. I mean, we, we were in a four, two, five at Clemson base, but we rarely were in, uh, we rarely, well, we did, but <laughs> Clemson, our defense was so multiple, man. Like, you would see me standing up uh, in a 3-4-4-3 all the time. And I feel like my game isn't isn't predecessed on just being a a guy with his hand in the dirt. Like, I can do multiple things. And through my tape, I've shown that. You know, that's why I feel like my versatility is one of the things that sets me apart. And uh, so... No, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't put myself in that box. I mean, I, I definitely don't feel like I'm just a four-three end. I feel like I'm a guy who, who whatever position you put him in, to just rush the passer and have an effect on the line on the line of scrimmage and be disruptive. I mean, I feel like I fit into any defense that does that, and hopefully all defense. I feel like all defense has a guy like that. So I feel like you know there really isn't a cap as far as I can you know have some type of effect. Yeah, man, I love your versatility coming in. I think you do fit either in a 4-3 or 3-4 defense, whatever teams, it, whatever they want, I think you can do it. Is there a range that you expect to be drafted at, though, maybe starting at, you know, maybe even high as pick number five down to 14 or somewhere like that? Is there a range that you guys have had in mind? No, I don't I don't expect to be drafted anywhere. You know, it's not in my hands. Um, I mean, I know, I know just based off of you know, just who I am as a player, I know where I feel like, you know, my – I feel like I should go just as far as, you know, uh, just my talent or whatever or just by how my, my resume. But, you know, based on based on where I expect to go, you know, I couldn't give you a name because, like I said, you know, it's not in my control. You know, teams have needs, teams. Um, even though I feel like I might be better, they might just like another guy better. Like, I don't know. So it's really just out of my hands, and I can't let that control me. You know, I'll be happy with wherever I go, man. I'm just so excited for this process and just for the opportunity to get into the league because, you know, this whole thing about getting drafted in this spot, I mean, that doesn't really matter because, you know, once the draft is over, like, it's all reset. You know, nobody is ain't no more top 10 pick or top five or first-round pick. Like, we're all the same. You know, we're all just working, trying to make the team. So that's all that really matters to me, man. We just going to the right place, really. One thing that, that we saw come out after the national championship game, you guys had the NWA line. Uh, who came up with the idea for that? Well, make a little correction. You, know, you got to come. You got to come correct with the fact it wasn't NWA. It was uh, Death Row Records. From, okay, uh, the, the, the I Sports Awards. <laughs> there we yeah, go. From the Sports Awards. Come on, come on, come on now, come on now. Got to do your research. Got to do your research now. Uh, so was that your idea? Um, so, <laughs> Huh? Was that your idea then? Uh, we just always talked about if we ever. I mean, we had always we me me and, me and Christian kind of always just talked about that. You know, what I'm saying made jokes about it. Like we ever. Uh, it wasn't even the thought of what we were planning that. It just that kind of came up because we used to make jokes about that a dabble because you know he always dancing in uh, <laughs> some videos or whatever. So we just made a joke about that. You know, what I'm saying not like just behind the scenes like. Uh, 
we were making that joke since we were like sophomores in college, but that just kind of just happened to be the perfect opportunity to do that. So it just was a funny thing. So if Dabo's Suge Knight, who are you in this? Like which one from Death Row Records? Dabo is a Suge Knight. I'm Suge Knight. <laughs> so does that make you like the alpha of that group? No, yeah, yeah, that's right. Dabo, I'm I'm Suge Knight. Dabo would be a. He would be a P. Diddy. See, 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 Death Row Records would be the players. <laughs> okay, I got Atlanta you. Would be the I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, who's Tupac? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can label a guy like Christian Wilkins Snoop Dogg with, like, tall, lanky Snoop. is <laughs> not going to be Christian Wilkins, so no. you might have trouble there. Yeah, but I can see you as Suge Knight. I uh, like that one. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Mm, mm. Maybe Dexter, no. <laughs> maybe Dexter Suge Knight. Maybe Dexter Suge Knight because he's big like Suge Knight was. So I don't know. Who knows? We just all in the group. It's all the matter. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, on it. I think out of that group, you're going to have to be Snoop because you're not a small guy. But <laughs> neither is Dexter and you know, right, Christian right. Wilkins sure right. as hell ain't either. Right. right, right, right. Exactly. That is true. That is true. That is true. So first sack in the NFL, how are you going to celebrate it? Ooh, you trying to put me on the spot, man? Who knows? I just, I just say this, man. I might, I might bring back. I might, I might. I'm always gonna carry the old celebration that Clemson, you know, the setting the hook, you know, going fishing. But uh, who knows? That first one, that first one, it might just be pure emotion. So you might just see me acting crazy, yelling, screaming. Who knows? I, or I might, I might, I might keep it calm and have a nice, smooth celebration. Who knows? But uh, I, man, I'm thinking it might just be pure like emotion. Like, yes, like, I got it. I can say I got one. I can say I got one, too. You know what I mean? Because it's, uh, it's so hard to say quarterback in, in that league, man. So it would just be a blessing to um, have an opportunity. No, I think you're fine if you give them two pumps. If you go three, I think you get a suspension. You don't want to do that on your first sack. Right, 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 right. <laughs> all right, man. Before we let you go, we play a game with all our guests, and it's just a word association game. So we say a word, you tell us the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, and it's this is not a PG thirteen show. You can say whatever you want. So first word, <laughs> seriously, first word, Dabo. Wow. Oh, uh, what about Nick Saban? Why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I like that. I like one. that. Did you steal my tweet on that one? I, I tweeted that. I think. Uh, let's go, Christian Wilkins. Uh, Saint Bernard. Is there a story behind that one that I don't know about? <laughs> he kind of looks like one. He's just like—I mean, he's just—he's just like a big dog. Like if we all dogs, Christian's like that big old Saint Bernard that just runs up, jumps on your lap, and lick you on the face. Like, so what kind of dog are you? I'm probably like that. I'm—I'm I'm probably that big dog from Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, in, that's in the doghouse with the with the with the uh, baseballs. There we go. All right, next word for you, Kelly Bryant, leader. All right, all right. Uh, what about Death Valley? Special. All right, you aced it, man. That's easy. That's all the questions we have for you, dude. We are rooting for you. Uh, good luck Thursday night. Uh, I'm sure you're going to look clean on the red carpet. We're looking forward to it. And hey, good luck in the NFL, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Mello, uh, one of my favorite players in the draft, you know this, and he knows that I hope now that I've just said it and he's on the phone, Foster Moreau, tight end LSU. And I remember sitting in our box at the Senior Bowl and being like, he is catching everything. Like, look at the dude out there. We went into the weekend knowing, like, okay, this guy can block. And then we found out, actually, he can kind of catch, too. Catch a little bit, dude. Thanks for hopping on the show. We are, like, I'm... 
fanboying as much as someone who's covered the NFL for a decade can about talking to a prospect. I'm, I'm very excited to have you on. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we could do this. This is a, I mean, it's a cool experience, obviously, um, going through the draft process. And, and this is just kind of one of the, one of the benefits is I get to sit down and talk to guys like you guys who, uh, who seem to know the game pretty, pretty well. And, and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. We pretend to anyway. I want to ask you, um, I think well, you and I started talking because I think because you probably saw a tweet of mine where I compared you to George Kittle. When you see things like that, are you like, Matt, shut up. Don't let like, I don't want you telling people I'm that good because he's an all pro or are you like, damn right. I am like, yeah, I'm that kind of player. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Kittle, Kittle could easily turn into a generational talent. Um, you know, a guy was drafted in the fifth round. Um, and since then, he's he's kind of been a stud and really found a great great niche up in San Fran. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of it, it's a matter of me trying to be myself first um, before I could really be anyone else. Um, but I mean, that's a that's a that's a great comparison. You know, I mean, obviously, I, I love that. It's just you know, you know, if you thought I was Kittle and, and you owned a few draft picks, then at the end of the day, <laughs> then that would probably mean a little bit more. Uh, of course. But you know, I mean, obviously, I love the media. I'm, I'm normally pretty involved with the media. If you if you talk to any LSU media people down here, um, you know, I love those guys. And um, yeah, it's just it's nice to see that. You know, it's that's a cool comparison, and that's another that's a little added bonus of uh, of of the draft experience. I gotta ask off the top here, what was your major at LSU? My major, I I majored in sports administration, graduated. Um, graduated in December. I wanted to go um, like the kinesiology route and go the physical therapy route. Um, it wasn't going to work though because you have to do like uh, you have to do like an internship and and it's got to be like a whole half year, almost like three quarter year internship through like the LSU training facility. Uh, and uh, with the whole draft thing, uh, <laughs> it wasn't quite going to work out. Yeah, I was just curious because I'm not going to lie. It kind of sounds like you have your shit together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, might, might be yeah. one of the smarter guys we've talked to. I don't know. Yeah, like maybe you. political political science might have been maybe the route for you to go. Or I would marketing, like I would have expected that. It's very polished. So we're probably going to pick up some tips from you. One thing that we've had, uh, we had Jacob Hester on. We actually were at the LSU-Georgia game when you guys uh, kicked our ass. <clears throat> but we were out there tailgating for like six hours before, so – the end of the game, we were at a bar called Bogies because, like, we it was hot, so we were like, "Let's go to a bar." And when y'all won, they jumped up on the bar and started uh, pouring shots. I don't know why I went there because that wasn't my question. But shots of uh, what? Shots of shots of Jaeger, I assume. Uh, no, I, I think, wouldn't have done I think that. It was fireball. I think it was fireball. Yeah, yeah. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it was a good day. What I remember. I, that's another story for another time. But we had <laughs> Jacob Hester on the podcast that morning, and I, I love Hester. He and I go way back. And and one thing we talked about was the importance of number eighteen, which you got to wear this year. For people who maybe aren't LSU fans, can you just spend a little bit of time talking about how important that number is for LSU? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, back in like 2003, um, you know, when players didn't really pass numbers to players, um, you know, kind of the first the first pass number that we had down, um, it was from Matt Mark passed it as you were saying to Jacob Hester, and um, it was widely considered that Hester was kind of like the first the first 18 and then Hester passed it on to Richard Dixon, a fellow tight end for the Tigers. Um, yeah. And, and so since then it's, it kind of became tradition that you kind of pass it down to, 
um, from senior senior on to senior to the kind of the best program guy. Um, the staff takes a vote. I mean, basically everyone involved with the program uh, just kind of takes a vote on um, the best on-field, off-field kind of um, leadership role player um, um, that 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 we that we have, and it's a it's a huge honor. Um, and I was I was so happy to be um, to be selected, and I and I hope I, I filled the shoes as well as I could. Um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a it was a great honor, and um, and it's something that I'll, I'll look look fondly on forever. Have you have you passed it on to the next guy yet? I don't know that I heard that. No, no, that goes. Uh, it's the first day of a uh, first day first day of camp. We'll find out. There's a few there's a few uh, prospective prospective student athletes who could have it. Um, you know, I, I know who I'm going to cast my vote for. Um, right. But it's just only time will tell. You know, actually, Hester told me an interesting thing. The guy Hester's voted for every year has always gotten it. <laughs> um, so he's got a little bit of he's got a little bit of voodoo juju going on. Yeah, I would think that after Joe Burrow's bowl game, like that's got to be the guy, right? He'll be a senior. Uh, you don't have to tell us, but I would just think <laughs> Joe Burrow's got to be up there, pretty high on 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 the list of candidates, right? Well, I I'd, I'd say so. He's he's definitely he'd be in my top three. Um, I just I don't know if he I don't know if he necessarily wants it. Yeah, eighteen's um, a it's a weird quarterback number. And it might be kind of weird to give it to a guy that hasn't like always been at LSU. I don't know if that would play into it since he was a transfer. He seemed to maybe adapt to Baton Rouge life, I mean, all right. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the guys here love him. Um, the fans, the I mean, obviously my my former teammates, fans, um, coaches. There, I mean, they all love him, and he's, he he wear it well. It'd be nice to get it back in the quarterback room, seeing how it how it kind of originated from the quarterback giving it to a running back. But I mean, to throw some other names out there. Uh, Richard Lawrence from the D line room would be a great would be a great pick. So would Braden Fajoko. Um, a couple others. Um, Lloyd Cushenberry would be a great pick. Um, you know, it, it'd be a it'd be an interesting way to see how it all plays out. Um, and I'm obviously going to talk to the guys about it and hear their opinions on it because I don't want to give them a number that they don't want. Um, but I mean, it's obvious it's a it's a huge honor and a very cool tradition that we have down here. Can you guys give it to Grant Delpit and let him work for like two years? How does that work? Oh my God! Yeah, give him seven. <laughs> give him, give him seven, and then make him stay and not go in the top ten of the first round next yeah. year. Yeah, and uh, then have him wear eighteen. And then have him wear eighteen. Oh my God, that would be. I like how we workshopped this, like live talking, uh, doing this. But you just are coming off the combine, and one of our like go-to questions for players is: Did you have any weird moments? You seem like. Mello said, like, you got your shit together. You're probably not getting a lot of questions that are off the wall. But we talked to Cody Ford from Oklahoma, and he was like, yeah, they asked if I did cocaine. I'm like, oh, well, that I can see how you'd want to know that. But, like, did you have any weird oh, yeah. questions? I mean, I can, that's a solid question. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> did I have any weird questions? Um, I, I really didn't have any weird questions. I, I The hardest question that I got uh, that I, like, wasn't expected was, like, and it's like a normal question. It's like, do you have any hobbies? Right? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> video games. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't really play video games. No, um, neither. Like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't find too much time for it. I mean, I like the film. I, I like going and running routes and hanging out with my friends. I mean, basically whatever we're doing, maybe go maybe go to Top Golf or do something like that. You know, I just like going around and, and being active and doing stuff. Yeah, well, I have kind of a weird question for you. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I just want to know, we talked about your number. What number are you going to wear for the Kansas City Chiefs when they draft you? 
Damn. That's a, <laughs> that's a great question. You can't wear 18. Uh, I don't think they'll let you. Yeah, no, I guess we should CC the Chiefs in this one. Um, you can wear 81, though. It's yeah. open. Look, man, whatever whatever number they're willing to give me, uh, so long as it's not within the 60 to 69 range or 60 to 79 range, I'm cool with. Yeah, that's a, that, you and that offense would be fun. There's top golf, too. We'd take you, man. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, do you have any hidden oh, talents? Man, I love that. Any hidden talents hidden other talents? than top golf? Oh, 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 top golf's not a talent. Let, let, let me tell you that, first and foremost. Uh, if, I was actually, if I was actually any good, I might be out on a, a real driving range or, or maybe on maybe on the back nine somewhere, uh, uh, hidden talents. Um, shoot. I mean, I, I shoot hoops a lot. Um, you know, I, I do a couple of different things. Um, I, I whistle pretty well. Uh, <laughs> whistle? Let's hear one. I whistle. Go for it. Just let loose. All right. I don't know how it's going to come over, <laughs> over the phone. Who we'll cares? See how it goes. Uh, all right. Let's, let's try it. Let's try it. Ooh. Okay, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's really I good. A little bit. Yeah, a that's little gonna, bit of inflection in there. Yeah, this gonna be the yeah, new uh, intro song to stick to football. If uh, as long as you're okay with that, <laughs> we're gonna make it the uh, you whistling. So, how about a Coach O impersonation? Can you do one of those? Oh, I ain't got, I ain't got one, of, I ain't got one of those for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's one can. hard to do. I got, yeah, no, I, I ain't got one of those for you. Um, I mean, he's got such a unique, honestly, such a unique voice. Um, I mean, it's it's incredibly raspy and it's incredibly Cajun. Um, and kind of my thing with it is some people hear it and they kind of, I don't know, they just like, they hear his voice and they, they doubt it. They doubt his intellect and they doubt it, like his, his football prowess. But like, you can obviously tell, like the dude, the dude knows what he's doing. Um, and he loves it too. I mean, he plays into it. He knows people love, love when he says, you know, uh, go Tigers, you know, <laughs> he's, he's he said he wasn't going to do one, and then he does one. <laughs> I mean, he knows he knows people love it when he does it, and so he just he plays into it a little bit. Um, he's a good dude, man. Coach has a great guy. Now, would he involved with the recruiting of you? I don't remember when he took over at LSU. Uh, he took over in 2016. Um, I was recruited by uh, Cam Cameron, old Cam Cameron, and, uh, and Frank Wilson, head coach for UTSA. Um, but yeah, actually. Funny, yeah. Funny story. I, I, me and Danny Etling had the uh, the last touchdown of the Les Miles era. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be in an LSU trivia book somewhere. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's going to be a Jeopardy question one of these days. And, and now we all uh, know the answer. Yeah, yeah. That's my hidden town. I'm pretty good at Jeopardy. How about uh, what's your? You're from New Orleans, right? So what's yeah, yeah. what's your favorite New Orleans restaurant? Ooh, favorite New Orleans restaurant. I got to be careful with what I say here. It's I mean, political, right? Like, yeah. Because, I mean, I could plug some places, maybe get a couple of free meals. Now <laughs> the NCAA ain't hovering over me. Right. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's open season now, man. Like, you could say Emeralds. Uh, oh, Emerald Lagasse. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, um, so I love oysters, right? I love raw oysters. I love char-grilled oysters. I love fried oysters. Um, so Drago's. Uh, Drago's in New Orleans. They got two locations. They got a Drago's. Um, it's right by the river, right at the end of Canal Street. And they got a Drago's over in Metairie. Um, I mean, the best char-grilled oysters that you'll ever have in your life. Some of the best seafood you'll ever have. Fantastic. 
It sounds like you need to partner up with them and maybe do some right. sales there too, my <laughs> right. man. Jeez, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying that the owner might be, may or may not be my uncle, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice plug then. That's yeah, all right. That's nice good. plug. I respect that. What about draft weekend plans? You don't seem like the kind of guy that's going to sit in front of your TV, like, waiting, you know, to be picked. What do you have planned to kind of keep your mind off of everything that's going on? You, you make an excellent point, and I think I, I think you kind of got me down to a T within this, this 13 minutes we got going here. Um, you know, I, I, draft day is a great day to kind of be be selfish and, you know, kind of have a really, like, great time, like, and enjoy, like, enjoy the, the hard work you put in and, like, just see the, the culmination of the fruits of your labor kind of come, come to fruition. You know, but I think I'm just going to be around a bunch of family, a bunch of friends, you know, get the whole support system, ex-coaches. Um, and I'm going to do as best I can to include as many people as I can. And just, you know, we can all watch together. You know, I'm not going to probably be watching the TV or anything. Um, I'm just going to be walking around, you know, hanging out with with the people I, I know and the people I love and the people that I hold close to me. Um, and I think it's going to be a great time. And when that phone rings, I'll answer it and, and I'll fall in love with whichever team picks me. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I better be the Kansas City Chiefs or I'm going to be one pissed off <laughs> okay. guy. Mello, I can't control any of that. Mello's texting Brett Veach as we speak. Like, come on, dude. Come, we need another tight end. Go get you one. Uh, before we let you go, because you've been great. We've taken up a lot of your time. We have started playing a game with our guests that we have on, and it's just a word association game. So, like, we say a name or a word, and you just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. Does that sound okay? I like it. Let's play. Okay. I like it too. Uh, you want to go first, Mello? Yeah. Let's just uh, give you an easy one here. Let's go, Coach O. Vicious. <laughs> Nick Saban. Uh, loud. <laughs> Devin White. Oh, my God. Landshark. Lash, that's a great one. Leonard Fournette. Uh, absolute uh, freaking savage. Jacob Hester. <laughs> uh, White. <laughs> he's so proud of that too though he'll tell anyone who listens that he was like the last white guy to rush for a thousand yards in the sec so that's <laughs> i remember we had him when we had him on the podcast as soon as we got done he was like oh shit i i just realized that i could have cussed on your podcast and now everybody that's listening is gonna think i'm just some total square white guy <laughs> like no, it'll be all right jacob I, I think you're good to go man uh yeah he'll was... be fine man he's so worried yeah, he's great. All right, here's a couple more. How about Dylan Moses? Good player. I wanted you to be like, who? <laughs> like, no, I, I know Dylan Moses. No, I, I do my scouting reports, though. There we go. Yeah, what about if I just say Georgia? Kenneled. <laughs> Kenneled. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Um, how about Alabama? Yeah, uh, good football team. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, you got one more for him? No, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good I got those. one more. Jamal Adams, fast, very fast, yeah, fast and loud too. Yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, he's he's loud, and he'll let you know he's loud. But uh, he's he's got the feet to back it up. I promise. Yeah, he's a heck of a player. All right, dude. We have we're getting you back on. I have your number. I'm gonna be blowing you up, and uh, we're getting you back on after you're drafted because this was way too much fun to just do once. 
Yeah, I loved it. It was fun. All right, man. Good luck the, the next month. We're going to be rooting for you, and Mello's going to start a campaign to get you uh, in here in Missouri where we yeah, are. So, Kansas uh, City, that'll be where yeah, you're going. Right. Yeah. All right, Matt. All right, Mello. Thank you guys for yeah, having me on. Thanks, thanks dude. Man. Appreciate it. All right, Connor, we uh, we did a disservice to our other host, Mello, because this is, I think, his favorite player in the draft, and he doesn't get to talk to him. Our guy, Chase Winovich, on the show. Welcome, dude. We're excited to have you on Stick to Football. Yeah, Connor and Matt, you're big fans of the show. Thank you for having me on. So we were just talking to you uh, before we hit record, and I want to go back to this because it was so good I interrupted you. Your last name, Winovich, because we were talking about last names. Mine's boring, Miller, Connors, Rogers. Yeah, not fun. Not Winovich. You got to tell this story. What your name actually means? Do you guys want the long story or the, uh, the very abbreviated short one? <laughs> we got time. Let's go long. <laughs> okay, let's go long. Okay, so whenever my ancestors came over, um, you know, to Ellis Island uh, in the early 1900s, uh, it was Voinovich, which uh, you know apparently means wolf-like in Serbian. Um, whenever they came over, and how it works is when you come over uh, to Ellis Island, they usually pair you with like you know somebody, a representative from like you know, Eastern Europe. So they think it was a Polish person and how they say their V's like, like uh, Warsaw with a, you know, with a V. So when they said it's Winovich or, or Voinovich, um, you know, they spelled it with a W. Um, and so that's why it, it, you know, ended up becoming Winovich. And uh, whenever those people came over, my ancestors, um, they just were trying to get into the country. They didn't care right. uh, what the name was, but I always joke and say, you know, it's better than Losevich. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so like I was telling you before we started rolling, my original last name before Ellis Island was McCreary, which is a lot more Irish and a lot cooler than Rogers. And I would love to switch back to that, but I think my parents would kill me. Yeah. Do you ever think about doing that? Um, I think it would be cool, but like at the same time, it's like uh, Winnow and you know Winovich is just you know so ingrained and yeah, you have uh, a brand. You know, myself, and, it, and it's cool because it's like. Um, I felt like, you know, my ancestors came over after, you know, being peasant farmers in Serbia and, um, you know, they got a fresh start is what they're looking for. So I, I just want to, want to carry on that legacy of, of working hard and, uh, just, just trying to be the best you can every day and, uh, just excel. So you don't, you don't like the, the Mitch versus Mitchell Trubisky thing. He was actually the first guest we ever had on the show and we didn't know what to call him. So now's the time if you want to change it, like you got to do it right before you get into the league. A little too late, but uh, maybe I'll switch it after a couple of years or something. If it gets old or uh, okay. we want to rebrand again, but uh, for right now, we're just going to ride with it. I, I do have to ask because you you do have a brand, which is rare for college kids, but yours is basically you got the long, beautiful blonde hair. When was the last time you had a haircut? Um, I actually got a cut by a female named and a friend named Becca Bachman in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, you know, she does a, does a great work. There's not very many people, I, you know, I really trust to uh, to cut my hair, uh, to cut the mane. Um, but, yeah, so it was, it was a couple weeks ago. I got a couple inches chopped off. My, my dad gets pretty upset sometimes because it covers that uh, last name, as we talked about earlier. So <laughs> there's some pride involved. But um, I've been growing it out for probably, like, you know, three years now. It, it pretty much coincided with my switch from tight end to defensive end. And I really just think it, it gives me some special power, some extra strength, maybe, a, you know, um, a little bit extra speed, help the, uh, they run that four, five, nine, the combine and whatnot. Dude, I'm the same way about hair. I only let one person in the world cut my hair. So do you travel to go get that cleaned up when you have to? Like, is she the only person in the world that's allowed to cut um, your hair? No, she, she, she's not the only, only person, but you know, that list is very short. It's probably down to like two or three people nowadays that, you know, I, I really get a cut. If, if not, I just, I probably just let it grow out. Um, and, and 
So yeah. Are you are you going to keep it long? What if what if like uh, you know you hear about teams like they don't want players to have tattoos or anything like that? What if what if Bill Belichick says Chase, we want to draft you at thirty two, man, but you're going to have to cut your hair? Would you do it? Um, you want to draft me at thirty two, man? I, you know, I might have to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We might have to negotiate. We might have to, we might have to throw that in the contract. Now, I've I've always said this to teams too, um, and, and I try stressing this because. You know, it's a fine line. It's like if if I had a choice between living in a world with or without social media, and this is a bigger picture with the hair and uh, the brand and the image, you know, if I had a choice, I'd probably live in the world without social media uh, just because it would make life, you know, a heck of a lot easier and a lot less distractions. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, it exists. And if I'm not taking advantage of it, somebody else is. And uh, it really is just such a good opportunity to a brand yourself and uh, b it's like you know I think there's there's two approaches you could take that stuff and and uh, you can try to use it for for bad and for whatever reason I, I think I was uh, given somewhat of a gift in that sense where I'm I'm pretty personable and uh, my brain kind of you know gets that kind of stuff and and how to do that uh, those types of things so uh, my goal is to. And it's been this way for years, is to uh, to get this attention and then uh, you know divert it to to other things and, and more positive things, um, you know, such as the you know the Chad Tough Foundation and eventually uh, my own foundation. So, and speaking of the many dumb things on social media, one of them was kind of during the season and early draft season was that you were a high motor, high effort guy, and then we get to the combine and you have absolutely amazing testing times across the board, not just the 40, but the three cone, the shuttle, all of that stuff. Were you kind of getting a good laugh during training when you saw those testing times come in and you're like, all these people are so wrong. And I, and I kind of can't wait to laugh at them at the end of the combine. Um, at the end of the day, man, I just think I, I've been counted out from day one. Yep, I, no I go doubt. back to high school. I had my own teammates, you know, tell me what I couldn't do. I, I had a teammate look me in my face and say, you know, you're always just going to live in the shadow of my brother who was like a high school quarterback. And he was, a, he was the star broke all the passing records, like huge idol for me. But, um, you know, just, it's it just, they, people have always made excuses. You're too small, too short, you know, it's not strong enough. Like, you know, not smart. It's just, it, it, it's just funny it, at this point. It like, doesn't even phase me as much as this, like, like this watch, man, I, you know, I'm going to show up, I'm going to be accountable. Um, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to produce. So, uh, the combine was no different. Like I, I think, you know, people were asking my agent, you know, if they thought I was going to run a sub four eight. I don't know if it's, you know, if it's because of white. Um, I, I don't know, you know, why, why exactly that is. Um, you know, if it's because I have a high motor, and you know, maybe like people think that's exclusive to, you know, you can't also be fast. Yeah, you play um, hard. <laughs> that's you get. Yeah, it's like you I get criticized hard. for that. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, it's just kind of funny. It's like, you know, maybe I should take some plays off or, uh, sub myself out. But, um, at the end of the day, like, like I said, it, it was, it was fun for me. I, I, I looked forward to that process. I tweeted about it last year saying, um, uh, you know, I can't wait to, you know, basically go do my thing at the combine because, um, I, I just didn't think people really gave me credit for, you know, for being very agile. Um, you know, my, my vertical wasn't as good, but I always said, you know, I'll start dunking when it's worth three points. So, um, I'm just going to fly around and, uh, and, and sack quarterbacks. That's, that's what I like to do. So, um, go hit some people. And for people that don't know your 40 yard dash time was in the 94th percentile for edge rushers. Um, according decent. to mockdraftable.com, <laughs> Pretty decent. your three cone was 90th percentile and your short shuttle was 95th percentile those are elite numbers 
and to do yeah, so. So that's 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 for like historic, right? Right, not this year. That's all time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I was gonna say, yeah, was, my short shot was the the fastest of the I think in a couple of years recently uh, for edge rushers. So yeah, not bad. Um, flex on them, Chase Winovich. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I love that. I do have to ask you an uncomfortable question because our boss, the CEO of Bleach Report, Howard Mittman, went to Ohio State and he stopped us this morning. He was like, "You got to ask Winovich." how it felt to go 0-4 against Ohio State. So when you come to visit us in the office, Howard Mittman's his name if you want to pause. Okay, we'll that, walk you over to him. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you just got to point me through his office. <laughs> yeah, we'll walk we'll, you over there. Yeah. We'll, we'll hold him by his legs out the window or something. <laughs> He's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I might need some help then. What do you guys would have to <laughs> I got you. take a leg for me? <laughs> um, oh. No, I'm, I'm just kidding, man. It's, it's like one of those things where – uh, coming to Michigan and Ohio State actually offered me first, and from you know Michigan was like a day too late, dollar you know dollar too short, um, and so the, Michigan actually only offered me after a kid named Kyle Berger committed to Ohio State after I got offered. So Ohio State offered me this kid com- got scared, he committed to Ohio State, then Michigan called me and offered me, um, took a visit to both places, just fell in love with Michigan and stayed with Jake Ryan and Taylor Lewan and. Um, you know, it was it, it was just a good experience, and, and I, I really fell in love with, like I said, the campus and the coaches, and um, I, I fell in love with this mission that uh, it was going to be. It, was, it was, wasn't going to be easy, and um, did I underestimate, you know, how much and how hard that mission was going to be? Uh, maybe, but at the end of the day, um, I, I knew what I was getting into, and, and I was prepared that if, you know, if, if that day came and I, I never beat Ohio State, then um, it was worth a shot for me, and uh and it, I, I have no regrets. I regret nothing. Um, I, at the end of the day, it's the uh, the person that's, uh, you know, in the arena fighting. That's a, a great Teddy Roosevelt quote. But um, so people can say what they want. But, you know, I, I busted my butt trying to, uh, to make it work and, and try to make uh, try to try to beat them. And um, it is what it is. And you stayed there for, you know, obviously all four years of, of eligibility and got a lot of playing time there. What was that experience like? Because not a lot of people stay anymore. And I always ask the players that do and that are really successful by doing it, improve their draft stock. Like, I mean, this could go anywhere. But last year, I remember when we were talking about you before you you decided to stay. It's like, oh, we'll probably go third, fourth, fifth round. Now it's like, no, much higher than that. What is that? How valuable has that been? That one more year of playing. Value for me wasn't necessarily in like the draft stock, and I, it's not really like I, I never really thought about that because like you know the disrespect it was there whenever I was coming out of college, you know, and like this year and before the combine, um, you know, for me it was just a matter of you know I felt like we had some stuff to do, um, and you know I I felt like the mission was unfinished, and like the fact that I still had eligibility left, like that that was something. I just, I just thought I would regret, and and I love this place. This place has treated me so well. It's, you know, it's welcomed me in, and um, treating me with so much love and respect. Um, you know, so much so that I, you know, I, I don't know if I could ever repay it. Um, but the thing is, uh, it, it, it helped. Yeah, you know, inadvertently. And the other thing was, it was one of those things where I, I will admit, um, you know, I, I felt like I had a lot to prove. Like I. I you know, a lot of like basically every agent, you know, told me like, hey, you, you should come out. Like, there's my numbers were, you know, like in terms of like the Big Ten and uh, the country just were, were very, that was extremely productive. Um, I think I almost had like 20 TFLs, I think close to 10 sacks. And, yeah. um, you know, they're like, no way you can, you can even come close to this next year. And like, what happens if you get hurt? And uh, it goes back to the excuses, man. So for me, I was just like, I, I knew 
in the back of my mind, I did know there was improvements to make. Um, and so I, I came back and um, wanted to be alongside my brothers for one more year and, um, and just get after after people. And that, that's kind of the revenge store came in too. It was just like, you know, there's this, I, I personally felt like, you know, that I get asked this a lot, like leadership style and stuff. And I, I knew that coming into this year, um, you know, especially after Notre Dame, like, you know, changes, you know, needed to be made. Um, and that started with like, you know, in the off season, we're, you know, switching up our, our, you know, um, our off season, you know, conditioning and working out and, uh, nutrition changes. Um, and then even like just a mindset shift, like, you know what, man, like we're, we're fed up with losing and, um, you know, getting our butt kicked, especially like just that previous year. Um, and so we had a mission and, and obviously it fell short, you know, Ohio state got the best of us, but, um, it, it was fun. I, I had a blast. So. And I, I want to ask one thing, and, and I know like this might be a difficult question, but you seemingly have been overshadowed by Devin Bush and Rashawn Gary. And I think especially with Rashawn, where you're both defensive linemen, like you said, you had 18 tackles for a loss in 2017. You had 17 this year. Um, you were the more productive player. Is that is that hard for you? to? Does, do you have like a chip on your shoulder of like, okay, this guy was my teammate and I love him, but I outproduced him. Like, why am I not getting this attention? Yeah, I I have no qualms with with Rashawn getting attention. Like, I, in fact, I think it helps me. I'm getting so much attention, and um, him going possibly top five overall. I I just think, um, you know, he, he's a he's a great teammate. He's always treated me with you know the utmost respect. Um, and so I I can't. Uh, I, I feel like I'd be a terrible person if if I went out and. Um, especially publicly um, and went out and said, you know, like he doesn't deserve this. I just, uh, I, I just don't feel that way. Um, I, I think he, you know, he's a freak, but um, you know, freak of nature. But uh, the thing is for me, it's like uh, you come to accept certain stuff and, and sometimes you, that hype, it hurts you and, uh, and wins can hurt you more than losses. And I think like winning in, in some senses is, is being so hyped up that, uh, and I'm, I'm not talking specifically on Rashawn. I'm just saying, like, this is just a fallacy, a fallacy that, like, you know, you know, befalls players is that, um, you know, sometimes you get that hype and you get complacent and uh, you're not hungry, and all of a sudden um, you see this in, you know, MMA and you know, dudes get choked out uh, because you know they're they're out, uh, you know, I don't know, just just not focused on what you know what they need to be focused on and. Um, at the end of the day, you need to find a balance, and um, and you need to use that as just a motivator. And I've always been that person that was counted out. Like I said, I've talked about thirty times now. Like that chip on the shoulder, you know, uh, you know, people making excuses for me, this, that. Um, but like my goal is just to show up, and uh, you know, people show up, and we'll eventually get paid, and uh, we'll eventually get their their rightful dues. Um, so. Uh, I mean, I love that attitude. Yeah, that's and, great. And for someone in the 90th percentiles, don't sell yourself short either. Right. I think you, you get the freak label as well, athletically. But you, yeah. you, you clearly have been around Jim Harbaugh enough over these last couple of years. Do you have like a favorite story or like an introduction story of being around him? Like just the introduction story? Or like the weirdest what moment with him? <laughs> um, it's it's tough like, for Coach Harbaugh um, because like – He's just such a dynamic character that, like, by I just think by telling one specific story, um, kind of cast the shadow of you know who he is. But like, you know, he he's so like I said, he's just so versatile. Where like, you know, he's 
he, he one quote, you know, like he'll come in before the Ohio State game, the, the 2017, and he'll quote like a whole Shakespeare play uh, or like, you know, an excerpt. Um, and then like, you know, the next time, like, you know, he'll come in and it was before the Penn State game in 2017 and um, he was, or 2016, excuse me. And he had concerns about, um, he had concerns about like the new like targeting role and like the fact that like players, like quarterbacks, like first were sliding and still getting hit. So he was like, you know, teaching the quarterbacks, like in front of the whole team, you know, exactly how to dive. And he, he was actually like got on the, on the ground and was like sliding. Uh, like, this is how you do it. Like, and so everyone's cracking up, you know, it's just like, um, but it, it, he just is such a, a passionate individual. And um, he's so creative in the, in the things that he does. And I mean, like, I, I mean this in the best way possible. Like um, even if he's not like a true creator, he's like the ultimate innovator. Um, there's nothing like the NCA, like I think like rules wise and stuff that, um, you know, like they try to limit spring practice and like traveling and, and get at that. So, you know, he, he goes after, you know, we, we go to like uh, Europe after uh, spring ball is over or uh, he just, he, he's very creative in the stuff he does. So um, I, I, there's not one specific story. All right. I got, I got one more question for you before we're going to play a word. association game with you real quick, but one question so- and you got, I want you to be completely honest with this, okay? Is yeah. Old Town Road a country song? The, the remix is for sure a country song. Oh, okay. I, like, I just think, uh, I it, you know, it sounds like, it's, it sounds like country. Um, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to give a specific answer as to if the original <laughs> one is or not. Um, but, like, it sounds like country. Um, it, you know, it has the same, the same, uh, tune as a country song would. And it's just, I don't know. It's just to me, it's, it's definitely country, and um, you can make the case of the, the original as well. All right, word is, it. let's word do some association. So, word time. association, dude, is is pretty self explanatory. We're gonna say a word, and we just want the first thing that comes to your mind. It's like not long answers, like. Yeah, this is like a, uh, a psychology test. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind this of. is like a stick to football combine. Oh, okay, first yeah. up, uh, I'm going to cheat, Connor. I'm going to I'm going to steal one here. Go ahead, Ohio Connor State. Connor two ends, everybody. That's Connor right. Two ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't spell it wrong. All right, all right. Here we go, Chase. First one, Ohio State. Short. JT was short. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, what? I short. love that, Chase. That's amazing. All right, Shea Patterson. Next question. <laughs> oh, okay. Jim Harbaugh. Love that. Friend. Dwayne Haskins. Accurate. Urban Meyer. Winner. Last one, Taylor Luan. Goat. I love it. Uh, have you, uh, uh, you're over 21, I think, so I can ask this. Have you I, ever yeah. you ever chugged beers with Taylor Luan? I actually think I might have as a recruit. I, I think I chugged <laughs> one beer with him as a recruit. There we he go. just like he had, he had to go like write a paper. So like that his man is the ultimate. Is uh, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. So we've had it. He's been on the show. We've had a good time with him, man. Yeah, yeah. you know he's great, man. I I, I love to uh, be a Titan and play alongside him. There. We, oh yeah. I mean, we've on the uh, other side of the ball. I guess we've compared you to their head coach, Mike Vrabel. So it's a fit, yeah. right? Yeah, that is a fit. Like, I love Coach Vrabel, man. He's he's. He's awesome. That would be a huge honor for me. Awesome, dude. Well, we this is a huge honor for us. We yeah. appreciate you coming on, um, and we like we messed with your schedule to make this happen. A lot of people don't understand. Sometimes we're like nagging you for a couple of days to make this happen. So we really no, appreciate no, it, no, dude. It's, 
and I, I understand it's tough sometimes, man. Uh, but I really appreciate you guys for having me on it. Like I said, I'm a big fan of the show and a big fan of Bleacher Report. So thank you so much. Can't wait for next time. Chase, right, you're the man. Talk to you soon. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special edition of Stick to Football. I'm your host, Connor Rogers, here in New York City. And joining me, a really special guest, Tyree Jackson, quarterback prospect in this 2019 NFL draft. Tyree, what's going on, man? Nothing much, it's man. Good to Happy have you to here. be here. Yeah, Thanks man. Yeah, finally, all the nonsense is behind you. <laughs> Senior Bowl, where you were one of the MVPs. Combine, uh, I mean, just long training. How does it feel to just really sit back, take a breather, and, and kind of be over with this? Yeah, it's exciting. You know, going through all those things, you're just so busy. You never really get to look back and, you know, reflect on the process because it's nonstop. And now, you know, three weeks leading up to the draft, it's right around that time. I think it's just, this is the time I'm really kind of reflecting on everything. Are you doing anything special for it? Just going to be with my family. And then after I get drafted, have my friends over uh, real low key, just back home. That's awesome, man. And you're originally from Michigan and you end up at Buffalo. We were joking how you love these cold weather places. <laughs> yeah. What was the road? Because I know you had offers from a lot of places. What was the road to Buffalo and, and turn around the program? Yeah, so my junior year, after my junior year, we were almost begging schools to look at me. Um, Buffalo offered me. I committed that summer. And then after my senior year, you know, a lot of teams rolled around and offered me. But I've always kind of carried myself as someone that'd be loyal. So I committed to them. And then going to Buffalo, it was just we had a really good class that came in together. We struggled early, but that was just growing pains. And then, by you know, this last season, first team to win 10 games. And yeah, without a doubt, which is, I believe, a school record yeah. for them, too. That's yep. awesome. Uh, came in here or to New Jersey and, and kicked the crap out of Rutgers, which is always fun to see. But um, <laughs> so, I mean, you talk about that commitment. And then I know you entered the transfer portal for what felt like a day or two. What was that decision like where you were like, I can go to a bigger program and keep playing a high level of college football or I can go to the highest level of football in the NFL? Yeah, for me, I always wanted to declare that was my that was my goal is to play in the NFL ever since I was five years old. And then after my last game, it was one of those things. I talked to my family. They said, make sure you talk to Coach Leipold, you know, to hear, hear what Buffalo has to say. Put your name in the portal. See what that does. You know, and then if you feel the same way, declare. I, I kid you not. I put my name in the portal and like five minutes later, I'm getting blown up with yeah. texts. Like people are like, oh, are you transferring? Like, what are you doing? I'm yeah. like, oh, no, that's that was yeah. that's not the plan. So it was instant regret. You're yeah. like, I didn't need this. I was like, yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, I did not need to do that for me. It was just I knew what I wanted to do. And it was declare. Yeah, because I was reading that for you it really came down to go pro or go back to Buffalo exactly. at the end of these things. And was that hard to leave Buffalo or do you feel like you, you're like, I did enough there. It's time to go on to something bigger. Yeah, I felt ready as far as playing-wise. I knew I was ready to go into the NFL. But, you know, I, the guys I came, went, came in with, a lot of those guys, you know, didn't redshirt. So the guys that I was very close with, those guys all graduated. They were seniors. So um, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't too hard, but it, it definitely is, you know, difficult leaving a place you, you put so much into. Yeah, and you leave the school with Anthony Johnson at the same yeah. time. Like, what's that relationship like when – Buffalo, I mean, it's not that nobody knew the program, but at the end of the day, it wasn't considered a w consistent winning football program. And you guys had a rapport where it's like, no, these guys are NFL players at this program now. Like, what was that relationship like with him? That was my guy. You okay. know, me and him, we, we're really close. We stay in touch now. We're always, you know, seeing how each other's doing. And like I said, to have a guy like that on your team is special. And then, you know, coming from where we came from, having that chip on our shoulders, you know, 
uh, I'm a, that's a guy that I'm always going to be rooting for, for sure. And I know I'm pretty sure one of the things that you were thinking about if you, if you transferred was getting your master's, right? You yeah. already graduated from Buffalo. Um, is that a hard decision to make? Like a lot of guys, it's like, do I graduate? But you were like, no, I did that. Now I can go do something bigger in school. Yeah, as far as education-wise, the biggest thing for my family was you have to have your degree. So entering the draft wasn't a thing unless I graduated. Okay. My, my family's very huge on yeah. that. So once I graduated, yeah, it was either get my master's or, or go to the NFL. And, you know, if I want to go back and do that sometime, I will. But right now I'm strictly focused on football, and I'm excited to be done with school. And one thing that I always say when we talk about you on our show is, like, a lot of these guys like Kyler and Dwayne Haskins, they were one-year starters at their program. You've been starting since you were a redshirt freshman, which really differentiates you from this pack because it's not that you just came in and started. Like, you got significantly better year after year. Is that one of those things where you look back and go, maybe Buffalo was the right choice for me because it gave me that opportunity? Exactly. I always say there's no, you know, there's nothing like experience and actually being out there and doing it. And I've learned so much playing since a freshman and now. And I think just that growth of, you know, knowing how to lead as a rookie, you know, being the young guy, you know, I went through that at school when I'm the freshman and I'm trying to tell seniors that I've been there for three to four years, you know, what to do. So I think it's definitely helped me a lot. All right. So starting back the beginning of the draft process, basically, you know, declare for the draft, get into the senior bowl with your guy, Anthony Johnson, come away as one of the top guys from the senior bowl week. What was that week like? We've had Jim Nagy, the director on the show plenty of times. He's a big fan of yours. What was that week like for you when you get billed as not a small school guy, but a smaller school program guy and go out there and like you're running with the big dogs, like you're making plays. What do you think that really did for you as a whole? I think for me, I always knew that I had the ability to do those things. So I was just excited to finally be able to show it, you know, like like in our like our schedule goes, you know, we're only playing that one power five team per year. So to go out there versus those yeah. guys in the senior bowl, everyone's watching. That's exactly what I wanted. And I was just, you know, really excited once I got the chance to go out there. Were there any relationships, whether it was with the NFL staff or players that you met there that like you'll come away from and be like, wow, that, that like meant a lot to me? Yeah, I think the relationship with the 49ers staff, our coaching staff, they they helped a ton. And they, you know, group. they were, yeah, they were, they were <laughs> yeah. awesome. They were awesome to be around. And then, you know, players wise, like guys like Hunter Renfro, I still talk to, you know, nice. And um, I think those are relationships that just build from the senior bowl to the combine, you know, through our rookie year that we'll always stay in contact. Is Kyle Shanahan as intense as he looks from afar? He's uh, he's awesome. Uh, I think the coolest thing is just how much he knows about ball. You okay. know, like he's just he's an offensive genius right now. He's an up and coming guy that's going to he's going to do special things. So it was awesome to learn a little bit of football from him. And he's a quarterback. So yeah, exactly. So, you know, he's not going to leave you guys alone. Exactly. Was, did he ever like like push you guys really hard or was he more chill during the week? I would say he was he was chill, but okay. he also, you know, he got serious with us and yeah. he coached us up and we definitely got the opportunity to learn a lot of football from him. Because with Gruden, like we could we were up in the press box running around around the field and we could hear Gruden yelling with Kyle. It's always like this. Yeah, but he just looked looks like so intense yeah he's he's pretty intense you know he 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 does a great job so you leave there gigantic week for you there's just no doubt about it and then you start getting ready for the combine with Jordan Palmer and a pretty good group of quarterbacks I know two that are in this class Jarrett Stidham and Drew Locke first off what what has it been like working with Jordan because all he does is turn out successful quarterbacks he's he's really good you know he's probably the best guy I've been around um just on the board that's the biggest thing you know everyone talks about you know change your throwing mechanics, doing these things. But the biggest thing that he helps with is on the board in the classroom, you know, 
breaking down NFL defenses, putting in NFL offenses, you know, learning how to learn. How, when you get your playbook as a rookie, how are you going to go about it? You know, preparing us for our rookie year, not the combine, not the senior bowl, but to play as a rookie and to, you know, be able to be, able to be successful. And, and when you get to those meetings with teams and they get you on the board, did you feel like, oh, no, I was more than ready for this? Yeah, I felt very, yeah. very confident. <laughs> Your face know? says it all. Yeah, yeah. We, we got grilled out there in California. He was always on us about it. And we rehear- we like went over it so many times and had different people, you know, always asking us questions. So by the time you get around with teams, you're very comfortable doing those things. Walk me through a normal day out in California working with Jordan, like wake up call and then yeah. just straight until you go to sleep. Yeah, we're waking up around 630, 7, okay. um, heading to the field, throw in. And then we're at the we're we're at the field from about eight to one thirty two. Um that's throwing, that's running, that's lifting with Ryan Flaherty. And then we got physical therapy and you know, things like that. And then from three to five we got meetings and then Wednesday's our big meeting day, seven to eleven AM we're meeting. Okay. Yeah, that's a long day. Yeah. That's a long for like a, at least a full month straight yeah. too, right? But we we're talking the California weather helps a little bit. I know you're a fan of that. So yeah, throwing outside in the in the winter, there's nothing yeah. to complain yeah. about. So if you're one of the Los Angeles teams listening, <laughs> this guy will not be mad if you draft him this year. So, and as I mentioned earlier, you're working alongside Drew Locke and Jarrett Sidham, two quarterbacks like yourself that are expected to be you know pretty early picks in this draft. Is that build a competitive environment? Like, what's your relationship been like with those guys? Oh, great friends. We we are the best of friends. We're always talking to each other. Uh, just seen Drew yesterday, so I'm I'm always staying in contact with those guys, and every chance we get to hang out, we do. And then on the field, you know, we're we're good job, good throw, but it's also all right. We're competitive. Oh, like, yeah, who's the best out here? Yeah. Like we're trying to compete every throw, every time we're in the meeting room, drawing out plays. We're competing. I mean, you could throw further than those guys, though, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. I know that you, the three of you have great arms, but like I know, like I've seen you throw before. Like, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I know you're too humble to say yeah, it. But it's I mean, okay. like a, a dream of this show would be to have like, you know, we've had Pat Mahomes on this show before okay. and Josh Allen. Like if we can get those two and you like just in a straight just throwing competition. I'd love to do you that. You would do it? I, I'd love to all do right, that. I just want to make sure. To just, all right, cool. So after you get drafted, you get to celebrate a little bit, get through camp. We'll talk about this. I, I would love to. All right. Because awesome. That's, that's my guy, Josh. That's awesome. And you, you were telling me before the show, like one of the cool things about working out in California, not just with Jordan, not just those guys, but is the NFL players that yeah. come through, one of them being Sam Darnold, who is coming off, you know, a strong rookie season. Is there anything you could take away from a guy that's so relatable? Because you're, you're young guys, but has played in the NFL already. Yeah, they just, they had so much knowledge and it's in a different way. You know, they just finished the senior bowl. Josh Allen went last year yep. and Sam and then went to the combine. So when we're getting ready for those things, it's fresh in their minds. They remember what it was like last year. They, they know the little, you know, tricks and hints to give us, yeah. you know, so to how to go about it, I think was the biggest thing. And then, how to enter your rookie year and the things that they might have changed a little bit. And just, you know, they really do prepare us and help us a lot. And then you get to the combine and let's start off with the, the best part of it all. You run a four, five, nine and everyone's like six, seven, two fifty. How did he do this? Like it's the best like size and speed combo since Cam Newton. A lot of people say, uh, did you expect to run that well? Or were you like just having a good day? Like, no, no, I expect, okay. I, thought I, was, <laughs> I honestly thought I was going to run a little faster, just a little bit, still okay. four or five, but yeah, I expected it. Okay, because yeah. it like it was like every nobody was talking about it until yeah. it happened. Everyone's like, 
damn, like that is really fast. Like that's what I loved. And like when people would ask me, what are you going to run? I'd say, I don't know, four, seven. We'll yeah. like, we'll see. I don't know. And then I'd see stuff like not very athletic. And I was just like, all right, I can't wait to run that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to run the 40. Yeah. Undersell over deliver. Yeah. I love that strategy. I think it's worked out really well for you. Uh, you obviously had to meet with a ton of teams, interviews, any weird questions? No, and every time I get this question, yeah. people always ask me, like, was there a weird question? Did you get anything? And there wasn't one. Like, going into it, I'm looking I'm like looking forward to yeah, getting yeah, that yeah. one question. <laughs> you're anticipating and it. And then I, I just never got it. So Th- That generally means you're, like, a really good person. <laughs> like, they weren't, they didn't have a reason to challenge you, so that's a great sign. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, you're doing great. Um, and now we're here. We're at the home stretch. I know, I believe, both the Lions and Dolphins have met with you already. Yeah. What is that experience like just meeting with teams, getting the vibe of teams? Like, is that just a whirlwind? Because, like, these are NFL teams approaching you, and, like, they want to know everything, I would assume. Yeah, I would say when you go to the Senior Bowl, like, the first experience you get of, you know, talking to the head coaches, talking to these guys, and I think that's when you're a little like, oh, okay, like, let me get used to this. But by now we've done it. We've met with so many teams. We've talked to so many coaches, so many GMs. That it's kind of, you know, it's normal now and we're just going out there and throwing the football or we're just getting on the board and talking. And at this point more so, they just want to continue to build that relationship. Do you have any visits lined up where you have to go to the teams um, yet? Not as, um, well, we'll see. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll, you, don't, yeah. you don't have to say I don't want to say it. It's all right, because yeah. like we were laughing. We did another show last night and like, like some guys, because they have question marks, like yeah. they couldn't go to the combine yeah. and they couldn't get questions after like 20 visits. Like, could you yeah. imagine like 20 flights? That's, uh, yeah. like, that's not what you You're want. You're going to have to work out in the hotel. Yeah, exactly. That's God. So, all right. Well, that's, I, I mean, it's just got to feel so good right now to kind of finally be near the end here. And after such an awesome long career, one last thing I want to do before we end this interview, we like to play word association. Okay. What whatever comes to your mind when I say <laughs> these names, people, I'm not gonna throw any at you that are controversial. Oh, you're good. Anything like that. All right. Uh Kyler Murray. Good. Okay. He's good. He's a good football uh, player. Okay, yeah, he's decent. Um Drew Locke. My boy. Okay. That's my boy. All right. Tom Brady. Goat. All right. Uh this is a selfish one. I just want to be cool, everyone. New York Jets. New York Jets, Sam Darnold. I think it's Sam. That's that's yeah. a good sign. He is him or Jamal Adams right now are the face. Of I just the know Sam, so it's like that's the first thing that pops in. Did you see the new uniforms yet? I saw it. I saw the. Right, I need I need your opinion. <laughs> are they garbage? No, I don't think they're garbage. Okay, I know. I I, I like them. Okay. I like the all green ones. Yeah, I uh, think so too. And I think I mean the whites are right. Yeah, it's just like Nike is going a new direction. Everyone's yeah. gonna have those modern uniforms. Yeah. All right, I think I, I think I got through most of my word association. Okay. I don't want to put any tricky ones. The last one, because I ask everyone this, and they always have ridiculous, funny answers. If you had an online dating profile, what would be your one-word blurb to describe you? <laughs> I mean, since everyone's putting it out there, I might as well just put the little 6'7 next to it. It's just 6'7. Uh, if I was 6'7, that's what I would do. Here's what you do. In a month, you update it from 6'7 to 6'7 NFL quarterback, and you'll be just fine. It'll be blowing up. Yeah, yeah, no, you'll be good, especially if you do come here to New York. Tyree, it's been awesome, man. Uh, I can't thank you enough for coming by. First time in New York City. I I think he's doing just fine. Uh, We're rooting for you, wishing you a ton of luck. We know you're going to be just fine, but just want to say thanks and good luck. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt.
All right, guys, that was our show for this Mock Draft Monday that became a blast to the past Monday. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Hopefully you enjoyed re-listening to all these interviews as much as I did when we were putting the show together. So thanks to Jesse, Nate, our new Sunday night producer, and Whiskey Dan, as always, for uh, greenlighting a little bit of vacation time for the trio. Connor and I will be back very, very soon talking to you guys Wednesday morning, breaking down everything that's happening in the world of college football, the NFL, and the NFL Draft. 